0: Hello there everyone. Welcome to Digital Nomad Mastery, the podcast and the video cast where we teach you how to make money while traveling the world. And speaking of traveling the world, we're currently here in Manila, Philippines. I'm super excited for my book launch happening this week. Uh, so make sure you grab a copy on Amazon Kindle and of course on Daddy Blogger as well. And one of the things I love to do on my show is interview fellow entrepreneurs fellow Vancouverites, fellow Canadians, and I have a great friend of mine on the show here today. His name is Earl Thomas. Earl is a professional voiceover artist, and he's actually done over 30 different promotional videos, and even one of them is mine. Uh, He's actually done a promotional video for one of my conferences back in Vancouver. I used to run different internet marketing, social media, and blogging conferences. And Earl was the voice of my promotional video. I'll have the link below uh, so you can actually watch and listen to exactly how he did it. Uh, so we're gonna be talking all about the topic of, uh, you know, following your person, pr- purpose and passion, becoming an entrepreneur. We're gonna talk specifically about Earl's journey in terms of his own uh, journey to be a voice of our artist, and also his struggles, his challenges with things like mental health and depression, and, more all, and ultimately how He's overcome it, and you guys are going to get some great tips as well if you guys want to improve your voiceover work. Uh, So Earl, how are you doing over there in beautiful Vancouver, BC, Canada today, my friend?
1: Doing wonderful. Thanks for having me, Ricky.
0: Thank you for being on. So Earl, why don't we get to know you a little bit better if you want to do a quick introduction and share a little bit more about yourself and a little bit more about your story.
1: Okay, well, I grew up in the Nile, BC, and I left there about uh, 1974 to go to Bible school. And you know, I'm glad I left the NAML because my whole world has opened up a lot more. I could have never imagined being on the radio and the whole thing. You know, uh, I went back to uh, school and went back to BCIT, broadcast communications and radio. You know, the whole thing about my introduction is about communication and just enjoying that communication, getting clear communication. That's what voiceover is all about. There's some clients that are just so good at communication, and I affirm them. And then there's others. It's it's a challenge. You know, you've got to really work at it. So, you know, I'm a person of sensitivity, expression, and creativity. And, uh, you know, this opportunity to, to share uh, my life with you and your listeners, I'm really grateful for.
0: And we are grateful to you for coming onto our show and sharing it uh, live here um, through the power of technology, Zoom, Google Hangouts, Skype, uh, podcasting, YouTube, and more. So, Earl, uh, why don't we hear specifically how you got into this area of radio, uh, podcasting, voiceover work. Like, when did you really know that you are the voice for radio and a voice to do voice over work? Tell us about that journey.
1: Well, you know, it's not a, just a simple bit here, then, and now, when I was about eight, About eight years old, uh, you know, I got asked to go record, record in a radio station, CHUB in Nanaimo. I was reading scripture and, uh, you know, it it was a great opportunity. But while we were recording for the Sunday, there was Gene McCormick doing his Top 40 show. And if you've seen the Energizer Bunny, he was like 10 million times faster. I mean, he was really enjoying his life. And it, it was just amazing. So that was my start. And then when I was in Bible college, now I don't know why they, they picked my voice to record, but when I was in Bible college, uh, they had a musical come up and they wanted to know, will, will you narrate it? Oh, sure, that's easy. I got a lot of compliments on it. And through my life, I was working, you know, there's different jobs that came up and I would do public presentations because in the chapel, there was opportunity. Opportunity to get up and speak, say scriptures, maybe one lines, like for Christmas cantatas or or whatever. But I would get this thing. I'd phone into the uh, doctors, and you know, make my appointment, and they'd say, "Oh, by the way, were you on radio at one time?" Uh, No. And then I think, why did they think that? And it just kept happening frequently. So when I was working at Rose Smith House uh, for the physically and mentally challenged. I had this thought, you know, I don't want to get to uh, retirement and not know if I could make it in radio. You know, um, I just, I've got to do something about it. So, what I did is I volunteered at SFU on the radio station there, CJive, for two years. And then I got this job. So, you know, I didn't do that anymore, but I took a night, co- night school course at BCIT. Radio and TV announcing, I really enjoyed it. It was actually the highlight of my week. And then I applied. I applied to get into BCIT, which is no easy thing. And fortunately, I got in. And so I left that good paying job, wonderful job, and took the two year course of broadcast communications at BCIT. And my first gig was in Penticton, BC, 100.7 giant FM. And it wasn't great pay. But I mean, I was living my dream on the radio, you know, I go in at at 10 PM at night and get my, uh, get the the songs ready. I I prep during the day, I do the grid, you know, and then go on the air. And it was just, it was a blast. I really enjoyed it here, here and know, It was just really great. And then I came back to Vancouver and I got involved in intelligence, intelligence, that customer service. And while I was, Doing that, I also took a course by Kathy Wessel on voiceover and animation. And it had the option of consultation. So I took those consultations. But the thing was, when I was at Intelligence, I did two free ones. I did, uh, it's an adult conversation line. And so I did a Tango ad for this is what how you should do it. And that one is free. And then I did a online training for the staff for credit card. And then I did one more. I did a customer service survey. And Scott said to me at the end, uh, did you realize that you're getting paid for this? And I said, no. (laughs) I was pretty excited. He told me how much. He said, well, I'll invoice you. You send the invoice to me. I'll send the invoice in the email. The amount went in one ear and out the other. And I got back there and I typed, did you say 250? Yeah. So that's my very first one. And, and nowadays actually because I kept in contact with them, I am the, the from July 2016, I'm the new voice of Megamates, USA Singles Dating System. So it's not just an easy say it started here because I took the self-employment course in 2011 because we got outsourced, uh, you know, sales and customer service, and I took this, this course. And requirement of the course was to get certain things, like a business license. So officially, I started in 2011, February, April uh, 2011. And when I was at Intelligence, I, I, completed, I completed the uh, consultations. I was ready to go into the studio because Kathy said, we're going to make you diversified, lots of different things that you can do. And so we got, in May of 2007, we got it. And I was shopping it around. I was shopping around old style. I thought, are you accepting it? I go down there with my, my demo, my cassette demo, and my cover letter, and my resume. But now I can just do it right online. So it's a long story, but I love telling it. And there's probably more to it, but you've got, I know you got a lot more questions. <laughs>
0: uh, I do, I do. I mean, uh, thank you for sharing, uh, you know, kind of the overview of your story and how you got amazed uh, when you got paid for uh, just doing your passion. That was uh, quite touching there. And uh, now you've been doing it for, uh, you know, uh, several decades now in terms of professionally. Tell us about some of the major or some of your highlights in terms of your voiceover career. You've done 38 uh, different um, voiceovers and counting. Uh, tell us about some of the highlights over those 38 uh, recordings so far.
1: Well, you know, it was really interesting today, uh, just getting ready for this interview, and I was going over my LinkedIn profile. and wow, what diversity. I mean, it's amazing. Of course, the 38 promo, I've done taglines. I did a radio tagline for the BCGU. It was actually on the radio, but I didn't get to hear it. And I've done taglines for You Move Me and Wow One Day Painting. And they were amazing because when they first came out, Wow, the number of views is outstanding. One of them is actually over, well, it's 127,000 views. Both of them, it's it's, uh, 174,000 views for that. Uh, I did interviews for the uh, RadioComedyShow.com, and that was a real highlight because I got to interview Sybil Fracture. You know who she is? And she's a great singer. And I enjoyed that interview so much. And it's really spontaneous. Like I'm prepared and I love doing interviews. It's different for me being on this side. But at the very end, I said, well, you were in Ain't misbehaving, and it had a long run. It was supposed to be a short run. So will you uh, sing us a tune from that? And she did. And that was, for me, the best interview there. That was, that was a real highlight. I've done segments of audio for the libraries, uh, the PC Libraries Co-op. They had some old books, and there were parts that they didn't have, so I had to listen to what the guy sounded like before and do segments of, of uh, these different things. I enjoyed the cowboy ones the most about uh, you know, Bill Holiday and Doc Holiday and, and all those ones. Uh, I've introduced uh, magicians, you know the, the magician Vitaly Beckman. He's a Burnaby mu- musician, not magician, and... The newest one, of course, is Heartwell Therapy, and that is a rehab, a rehab one. Oh boy, there's there's so many. I mean, and anyone can go on LinkedIn and they can see the variety. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it, it is quite amazing. Uh, just uh, yeah, I did one for the, the the BCGU again. ICBC workers deserve fair treatment and that's one of the early ones. So, yeah, uh, there's a lot there. I mean, I could talk a long time on that one, but I better hand it back to you for your next question.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, uh, you definitely have a lot of diversity there. Like you've done my event promotion for conferences, uh, you do uh, podcast intros, you do uh, promotional work for TV and radio. So. Yeah, I definitely encourage everyone who's listening and watching, if you need any voiceover work early as your guy. Uh, So I I would love to kind of switch it over so you actually demonstrate, um, you know, some of your voiceover work live here on the podcast. Because right now we're just talking in your normal, everyday, regular voice, like we're having a Starbucks coffee. But when you do your voiceover work, it feels like you're a whole different person. And that's quite phenomenal that you can get in the zone and uh, really capture the listeners' and audience's attention. So why don't you do an example, Earl, of one of your voiceovers, maybe set it up and talk about what it's going to be, and then actually go ahead and do it.
1: Okay, yeah, right on. Uh, It's from Voices.com. I'm a member there for two years, and they have auditions come in, and they put in there, you know, what you're supposed to sound like. It can be very different. It can be just a mellow narrator, or they might want a lot of energy. I got a request this week. Private audition request for a ho- for hockey for Sportsnet. It doesn't mean I landed it yet. And then I was favorited by Emily and Voices.com. But this this first one I'm going to do is the first one that I was liked. They'll tell you if they've listened to it, the client. But when they put a thumbs up, and so this is a this is a for Disney, and this is a how not to Mickey's how not to. So here I go. Welcome to Mickey's How Not To's, everyday tips which you should not follow. Nothing says I like you. Hey, I don't like you. Or, well, at least you're pretty okay. Like a flower. Here are five easy tips on how not to pick flowers for that special someone. Tip number one, pick the first flower you see. There you go.
0: Well done, well done, my friend. That was amazing. Uh, You know, it it feels like it's not you anymore, Earl. You get in the zone and uh, you're able to just create magic. Let's hear a second one just to see the different variety and scale and uh, diversity of what you can do. Go ahead. Okay, let me
1: just bring this back up to here,
0: okay.
1: Now, this is the Boston accent and this has surprised me again. I got a light turn of Boston accent and picked and I got liked on this one as well. So I won't do the whole thing, but here here it comes. How did a small Puritan community found in 1630 grow and evolve into a thriving hub of transatlantic trade? A catalyst for the American Revolution, a
0: mecca for sports, art,
1: and culture.
0: Beautiful. I mean, that's amazing. You can do a Boston accent. That's one of the hardest ones in the world. Well, not maybe one of the hardest in the world, probably like Irish or Scottish, uh, Welsh. (laughs) Maybe those accents are a little bit harder. Chinese, of course, with the Mandarin and the tonal, the four pitches and tones are quite hard to replicate. Uh, But uh, yeah, definitely phenomenal in terms of how you can do it. How are you actually doing it? I want to hear your techniques and uh, what is going on in your mind. How are you modifying your voice? Uh, tell us about the actual techniques to uh, modify your voice to become like a boston
1: Okay, th- this is how I do it. When I see there's an accent, I, I copy and paste that and I go into YouTube. And if I'm lucky, they're going to have one. Sometimes they don't have anything, you know, they're just, they're goof- goofing around and I don't have much to work with. So I'll just go ahead and try it. Uh, but, I, you know, I do a Chicago one because I, I pick the same one every time. This guy sitting in a car giving his Chicago accent, talking about the Cubs on whatever street it is and going down to see them. And so what happens is you listen and you get it in your mind and then you voice it. Now, if you voiced it and you didn't listen to that YouTube, it would sound totally different. So when I landed that one for the Church on the Glades, for the Frederick Douglass one, I just listened to it a lot, you know, three or four times, and then I went ahead and just, and then I got to decide whether it sounds okay, it's loud enough, you know, all the different stuff. And fortunately, it was uh, it was good. It was great, it was worth $250 US dollars. It's always US dollars in com. Yeah. <laughs> That's
0: a good deal, good deal. Uh, so in terms of the future, what is your dream job? Like in terms of voiceover, uh, is there something specific you want to do in terms of commercials or TV or movie or uh, more? Tell us about maybe some of your perfect job voiceover scenarios. Well,
1: there's a couple of them. Uh, on voices.com, there was a trailer and it was like they said how many words, like maybe 47 or 14 words, and it was worth. or $2,000? $20,000? I mean, it was just amazing. But the biggest dream for me would be, I'm a big Oak Ridge Boys fan, since 1970. I've seen them nine times. Dwayne Allen, the lead singer, is uh, the president, and he's one of my LinkedIn connections. It would be the biggest dream of my life if, if I got to Get up there and MC the Oak Ridge Boys. Oh, <laughs> that would, ah, oh, I would be nervous. I would prepare. It would be it would be awesome. I don't know if that's going to happen. God, are you listening?
0: <laughs> yes, he's listening. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, you're putting it out there, right? I mean, it's the key is to put it out there, uh, create awareness, and the uh, right people will make the right connections, and boom, you're going to have your dream job. Uh, So you've gone through a lot of struggles and challenges in this entrepreneurial journey, as we all do. We all go through the financial struggles, the ups and downs, the feeling like giving up and the hopelessness and the discouragement and the feeling like, why didn't I just work in a regular 9-to-5 job? Or what the hell am I thinking doing, uh, you know, like uh, entrepreneurship? And I've gone there. You know, all of our listeners, and viewers, so entrepreneurs, business owners, or just people in general have gone through struggles, challenges, and difficulties. I alluded to the fact that you've gone through some of those yourself. Uh, tell us about that. I know it's a vulnerable and touchy area, but I appreciate you being candid and open to sharing vulnerably here with our audience.
1: Well, you're talking about depression, right?
0: Yeah, depression and uh, kind of going through the mental health battles and overcoming it. Uh, that would be what I want to see, the hope. And uh, how did you personally overcome Over How did you and how do you continue to overcome it?
1: Well, I'm really happy to talk about this because I do have a speech that I've shared with the MDA Association. And I think I'll just close my Mac mail because it's getting in the way right now. There we go. Yeah. So... Yeah, uh, I had an experience uh, with depression throughout my life, but there was one particular uh, experience that was really difficult. And I have spoken seven times. The speech is called uh, Fighting. I'm almost going to blank there. There is hope through depression through focused action. And I had somebody that I trusted that I knew for 23 years. And suddenly they just pushed away one night and that was in 2013. And I really struggled from 2013, 14, and 15. I got some counseling at the UBC practicum at New Westminster High School. It's a student, but it just didn't appear to be a student because we really tackled the issues. We really worked on them. I really got a lot of help, but it's for a limited time. It was from October to March. And I knew I had to do more. So I found this book called Switch On Your Brain by Dr. Caroline Leaf. And within there, there's a 21-day brain detox. And I worked that program for a year. I identified specific things, and I wrote positive, healthy thoughts. And I dealt with this. It's so much so that I'm actually grateful for this person. I was grateful for this person in my life but I would never be able to connect with an audience about depression if I hadn't had this experience. You know, I, I did write, I mean, I've got about nine of them, but the but number three is really what took off for me. Because number three is my heart, my mind, and my body are healed of all female hurts, including I'll call her Miss A. Jesus has healed my body of all female hurts and strengthens me because I believe and I do not doubt. I am set free because who the son Jesus sets free is free indeed. Now it's really interesting because that was with, that was number three, that was in July of 2016 and it was coupled with number one. And it was from the Dare to Dream radio show, Mae McCarthy was on a business interview and at the end she shared the forgiveness mantra. And it is I bless you, I forgive you, and I thought, no, I bless you, no, hold on, I gotta I got get it right. I bless you, I thank you, and I release you. I forgive you. Mm. And th- those two were combined. And it was in that same month, July 2016, that I had my biggest voiceover. I became the voice of mega Mates. And I had a profit, and that profit went to the end of the year. So my desire is to go to different venues beyond MDA. I put it out there. I I look forward to sharing my story because I'm not a superman. I'm just an average guy, but I didn't think I could get better at all. And it was through working that program, the help and support I got from others, and, you know, I know that people can change and they can get better. It, it is possible, but it, you know at the time it just doesn't feel like it. So that, that is my passion, to share that story. People can get better, especially when you don't think you can. If you just pick one thing to do, it might be just get out of bed. And that's a tough thing for a person that's depressed. If somebody's out there listening, and they're depressed. They'll know what I'm talking about. It's just hard to feel motivated because the fact is, when you when you get going, wow! I got all these things to do. How can I not work at them? Does that answer your question?
0: it does and I just want to thank you for sharing that and I've gone through my own bouts of depression uh, in Vancouver actually especially connected to the weather uh, you know as you know and as I know it rains a lot like eight months of the year and I, I would go through hard times I would be just like unmotivated and I'd be like lying in bed watching Netflix and I wouldn't be able to figure out like why then um, my wife's like what's going on you're usually positive sociable energetic but I was like well I think I'm getting demotivated I don't like the weather the climate and I wasn't wanting to you connect with people. And I, I, I really feel it was like about in a struggle with depression. And now, I mean, I've overcome it. But there's still times when I feel down and just like unmotivated. And a lot of people will judge that. They're like, oh, just get out of bed or just go, go out there and make some friends or just, um, you know, um, uh, stop, uh, stop uh, worrying. But it's actually deeper than that um, in terms of just like making a choice. Um, it is making it a choice, but also you have to like look at the deeper issues, like what's causing it, or why is it? Is it uh, just psychological? Is it biological? Uh, is there like some root cause? So I, I actually like talking about this subject as well, just because I know, I know, I know other people are struggling in silence, and when you share, Earl, and when I share, it allows other people to also share. And realize that they're not alone. So I just want to speak to anyone who's listening, watching. You are not alone. We are here for you. Um, So thanks for that, Earl. Yeah, Earl, I want to hear a little bit more about tips and advice. Uh, you know, there might be someone who's listening and watching and wants to uh, not just overcome the depression and that issue we discussed, but in terms of getting into voiceover work and entrepreneurship and maybe doing what, you've do, what you're doing, uh, typically it can be a struggle, especially financially, to get work and uh, get uh, regular income coming through. Uh, what advice would you, give to have, uh, would you have for someone who is an aspiring voiceover entrepreneur and artist?
1: Well, I would say you 've got to research, You know you just don't jump into it because in voiceover there's a lot of rejection. You know They say no a lot of times, and they 'll say yes and then they'll say no, so they'll, re- they'll really mix you up. so it's good to do some volunteering. like I said earlier, you know, I volunteered for two years up at uh, I had a, a show on uh, SFU uh, radio station. And then, you know, take a course. You know, there, there's, there's small mini courses offered around. Uh, and then ask yourself, why? Why do I want to do this? Because, you know, it's not the easiest thing to do. I mean, there's, there's a lot to learn. And I know the technical part is, is, is the hardest part, but uh, the tips is getting people in your corner. Have someone that you really trust. You know, have a good mentor. Uh, you know, it's it, it all works. It all works together, uh, and you have to do some uh, free work sometimes. Some of the things are in my uh, profile, like the Jolie owns uh, bakery. That that that's free. That came off of Craigslist. Uh, uh, a guy with a video uh, company down there, and and it was a good start for me. And but it's not all free on there, of course. And then you know you got to charge your value. You know you've got to know your value. You know, some people will want it uh, really low. And I just did a quote for somebody. They said, this is my minimum. And I just haven't heard back from them. I did work for them before. But, you know, that's okay. I mean, I will follow up. But uh, it it takes perseverance. Like in the Think and Grow Rich book by Napoleon Hill, there's an exercise in their book bringing money to you. And, you know, you identify how much it is. And, and how you're going to bring it in and when and you write it down and then before you go to bed at night and when you get up in the morning you voice it with emotion i've been doing this for july and august i'm doing it in september and i am believing that i'm going to have a thousand dollars at the end of this month and you know it wouldn't take much from voices.com because their uh their amounts they put it you have to put an amount on there and the quote. And, you know one of those you know if I get 750 it's always in uh, you know American funds which increases when it comes into Canadian so you know there's there's a lot to do um, I think I've covered yeah you've got to you've got to learn from others and, and get out there and network I don't do too much in the way of cold calls I always hate it. You know, unless I knew somebody, but the work seems to be coming because people are referring. The Heartwell Therapy uh, one that I just did, um, she said that her boyfriend's boss heard the video and he's interested in not not anything yet, but she's actually going to work it for me. So you've got to have people in your corner and don't give up no matter what.
0: Don't give up no matter what. I love it. That's a great closing comment. Uh, so Earl, in conclusion, how can people connect with you? Uh, they might have further questions in terms of hiring you for their own voiceover needs. They might be an aspiring voiceover artist and they want to get some mentorship and coaching, or they might go through some of the struggles and challenges we mentioned, like depression, mental health, and uh, you know, challenges as an entrepreneur, and they might want to get support there. So tell us about your website, uh, you know, social media links and more.
1: Okay, uh, www.earlthomasthevoice.com and my email is dukeerl at shaw.ca, D-U-K-E-E-E-A-R-L at shaw.ca. You can go on LinkedIn, I think you're going to put those on the, on the, you yeah. know, and, and Facebook, you can go on Facebook and there's a like option there, so if you see what you like, click the like, yeah.
0: I will have those links. So if you're watching this uh, interview on YouTube, it'll be right in the YouTube description. If you're listening on iTunes or one of the podcast directories, it'll be right in the show notes, and they are always clickable links so you'll be able to read and click and uh, follow uh, Earl along on his journeys. So Earl, my friend, it's always great to connect with you. Uh, Thank you for coming on to our podcast here, and I look forward to connecting with you again, my friend.
1: One more thing. I usually close out my, if I'm in a networking event, saying Earl Thomas, the voice, creating vocal paradise for your exact needs.
0: That was awesome. Okay. I love that. I love that. That's a great closing. Uh, so let's do it again. I'm going to count to three and then you're going to close off the podcast episode here. So thanks everyone for tuning in to this episode of Digital Nomad Mastery. Over to you, Earl.
1: Earl Thomas, the voice, creating vocal paradise for your exact needs.
0: And Ricky Shetty, teaching you how to make money while traveling the world.